Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. Part of what I really like about my work is over time, my reverence for the divine process of human development has just gone up. And I am more hesitant to get in someone else's business now than I've ever been. Because anything I do could be disruptive to the divine developmental process. Okay. And so I ask lots of questions before I make any suggestions. Have you tried this? Have you checked this? Have you checked with God? Does he have an opinion on this? Because who am I to say? God said, abandon ship and run away from my family. And they're like, okay. He also told Nephi to chop off someone's head. What if I showed up and told Nephi, don't do that's inappropriate. You got to be really careful with getting involved in other people's revelations. You're, you're going to have to, if, if you're going to be a tool in the hands of God, you're going to have to do some scary things. And in sometimes it's not completing a task that you're going to be judged about. Opening yourself up to some unpleasant feedback from people who don't get the concept. Because apparently lots of people enjoy giving feedback. Yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> Just for fun, I want you to write down something. That I've practiced this one lots of times because you're not the first one who's dealt with that. Okay, anyone who has a friend who is good at giving you feedback. Okay, if you have a friend that's good, now this is a wrestler's technique, so you got to practice it so you can do it smooth and fast. Okay, and you want to practice it in front of a mirror so it looks like you just say it in a relaxed way. Oh, yeah, I always say that. Okay, so when they say, I have some feedback, so you say, oh my goodness, that sounds such like such a great idea. Do you mind if I run that past God before I work on it to make sure he's okay with that? Now, it's funny when someone, do you mind if I run that past God? They're like, now, <laughs> you can tell that you might be in a relationship with an unhealthy person if they say, not necessary. You don't even need to run it past God. I already did for you. <laughs> so you don't even need personal revelation. Or there's other unhealthy things like, well, if you do run it past God and he tells you something different than what I want, I'm going to be resentful about it. Yeah. So there's all sorts of ways we can go with that one. All right. Thanks. Okay. That's a good segue into our conversation today. Okay. All right. If you haven't noticed, and we, we don't teach this one on first visit because people start to go, all right, now you're trying to convince me that I'm crazy. All right. We're going to talk about the presidential cabinet in your head. We've talked about Satan. We've talked about the Holy Ghost. And now we're going to talk about all the other voices in your head in addition to those two. Okay. We've talked about ourselves. And I've emphasized strongly that there's only those three voices because the messages you get from this third category don't really come in the form of thoughts very often. It's more like a message that you have to interpret. 
the most common one that humans experience is I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Okay, I'm hungry. Most people don't actually think I'm hungry. They don't have a thought, I'm hungry. Okay, you just have this little thing going on with your body. For me, it starts up here because I the first thing I get is a headache. Like, I'm starting to get a headache. I'm starting to get a headache. It's kind of, kind of blood sugar thing. Okay, all right. The next most common one is I'm tired. I'm tired. You don't really think I'm tired. You're okay. Now, for most of us men, okay, sometimes we can't tell if we're hungry or tired, especially we can't tell if we're, like, irritated. Because usually we need a woman to say that we're irritated before we can tell. You seem irritated, and you go, no, I'm not. Now I am irritated because you said I was irritated. Okay, I wasn't hungry, tired, or irritated until you pointed out the obvious that I couldn't see. All right, so we're not going to focus on that today, but there's lots of things that go on inside of your head, all right, that are contributors to the conversation, but like your stomach isn't trying to give a, a good message or a bad message, it's giving a biological message. When you're tired, it's not a Holy Ghost message or a satanic message. It's just, I'm tired. Now, one of the ways we can discern what happens next is the Holy Ghost is a creator. God is a creator. And they tend to take, here lies ideas unorganized. Here lies feelings unorganized. Here lies lots of resources unorganized. And it starts to move you in a direction of creating organization and value and something meaningful, okay? So you can tell you have the spirit with you when your brain starts to make an improvement upon the resources that are available to you, all right? Oh, I can see how this fits with this and how that fits with this, and we could do this with that and that with this, okay? You know that Satan's involved when he exploits the information to make it worse, so he's not a good creator. He's an exploiter. So he sits there looking at you, watching. You get the signal in your head that says, I think I'm tired. And he says, oh, yeah, you are way tired. You are the most tired person on the entire planet. Now, if he has an amateur, so demons usually travel in groups, okay? And so you usually have the really pro one, and then you have the amateur guy. And so the pro demon is getting ready for a real subtle conversation. Okay, are you tired? It's been a long day. Life is hard sometimes. He's got this amateur. You're more tired than anybody. You should just die now. Oh, no. Okay. I hope by now you've all heard the various degrees of skill level from the demons. You always got that idiot. That's You do know that's not going to work on me, right? I can tell you're right there. Really? Yeah, that was, no, go away, okay? But then there's the other one that's been talking to you for 35 minutes and you couldn't tell. It's been a long day. You're a hardworking man. People don't understand how hard you work, Paul. Sometimes your wife doesn't understand how hard you work. Just massaging it, okay? Now, at the beginning of it, you just had a biological sensation of I'm tired. And now 15 minutes later, you're like the most tired person on the entire planet, and you don't even know why. 
why am I so tired? Okay, I had a nap like an hour ago. Okay, and now I'm feeling extremely lethargic. How did that happen? Each one of those is the satanic spin that drips the chemicals in your bloodstream, etc. Okay, now let's talk about the other voices. Some of the most easy ones are your hunger and your tiredness. Okay, there's another voice inside of there called the historian. Okay, the historian is a very fascinating one because it has no preference over good memories or bad memories. Its job is just to keep all the memories available to you. But it's like that kid in school that would do other people's homework for them because a bully just said, hey, do my homework. Okay. So if Satan comes in and talks to the your memory banks and says, you need to remind this person that they tend to ruin everything they touch. And the historian goes, I don't know if that, no. Go through your memory banks and find the last 10 times they ruined something because they were involved in it. And we're going to bring that to the table and put it right on the table. So he just, okay, bring up the memories, bring up the memories. Then some psychologist says to you, why did you go into your history banks and pull up all the memories of times that you're a failure? Why did you do that to yourself? When it happened, I think I was making a sandwich and I wasn't even thinking about my history. And all of a sudden, 10 things got slapped on the table and says, you fell here. And you're like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even what was on my mind. What is, what is this? Okay. But the psychologists say you did it to yourself. So I want you to check your brain this week as it goes on. When anything like this happens, even that tiredness thing, you've worked hard. You've been exhausted. No one respects how much work you put in. Check to see if you did it to yourself. Okay, I think what I'll say to myself next is, you're a failure. Yeah, that's a good thing to do next. All right, then I think I will go and find three examples of that from my past. All right, let's go look for them. Three examples of being a failure. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, what's a good idea to do next? Okay. The closest thing the psychologists have come up with on this is a term called intrusive thoughts. We can expand it to spontaneous thoughts. Let's remember from the New Testament how much effort it took for weeds to grow in the fields. Will weeds grow in a field where the farmer does not plant weeds? Can you imagine someone who just doesn't get it and walks past the farmer's field about eight weeks in and goes, dude, why did you plant these weeds right in the middle of your plants? That's dumb. If you were smart, you wouldn't plant any weeds with your plants. You would plant good plants and not weeds. Did you not go to farmer school to learn that you don't plant weeds? Do I need to smack you? Do I need to... Okay. Do you, you think I actually planted those weeds? How else did they get there? So this is what embarrasses me about psychology. They say, how else did negative thoughts get in your head unless you planted them? Do you see the problem? Okay. They refuse to believe there's any way negativity can get to your brain unless you did it to yourself. It's mean and it's rude. <clears throat> okay. It's especially, I get a little bit angry when I hear super smart scientists who are like really pushing this idea. And they're like, nope. In fact, I was uh, looking up some, there was a cell on uh, audible.com. My wife said, hey, everything that's worth reading is like half price or less. Let's grab a bunch of books. And 
there's still a book out there that says you are your own worst enemy. What? Who who buys this? Who reads this stuff? Do they not know that you were one of the noble and great ones of the final generation? Do they not know that you were a spirit saved for the final days? You are not your own worst enemy. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.